1: Welcome back to One Minute at a Time. We are making this video so that Mike can enjoy his hopefully at least a month off. Um, but I'm going to use Mike to do me a favor so that I don't have to do the research or whiteboard this. You have a tool in your course that we're going to use in this video to show somebody the results of the biggest mistake landlords make. And, and it was, it's, it's something I found out from a two-year study, my own personal study, I was kind of scared. I not want to say terrified. That's too strong. But I was kind of scared. Uh, I was coming up on retirement and I was about to pull the trigger and walk away from a job I really liked. But time freedom won out. I, I, had, t- I had four times my rental income coming in um, from rentals, you know, four times my living expenses coming in from my rentals. And so I was at the 4X rule of my freedom number and I thought it's time to retire. But why do people quit? Why are there people who used to own properties and how do you find them? How do you even talk to them? So my study was trying to find people who used to own rentals, and it was almost impossible until I found out that there is a place where they exist. There's a community of people called Choose FI. They watch The Money Guy Show, and they are all about stocks and retirement accounts. And um, not that they're my nemesis, it's just not the way I invest, right? But it's people who tried real estate, failed, or have never owned a rental and have all of the bad advice in the world to share about how bad Mm. rentals are. Uh, but the ones who used to own, they they all there were some that made mistakes. They had a health concern. They had a divorce. They moved their job. Whatever the change was, but the most consistent mistake we're going to use your spreadsheet to show. So if you could do me a favor and pull that up for us, I will do that. And this is your um, uh, rental comparison spreadsheet. You use this to, you know, look at deals. You can compare a single family to a twenty unit. You can compare two different duplexes. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'd like to do is take that bottom, the last three that are all the same, the one, two, three yep. Main Street, and yep. we're going to leave it where it is. Okay. Actually, um, let's go off of like real numbers off of mine. So, okay. So let's put the price at three hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Um, for all three.
0: Yeah, I'll fill out one okay. and then I'll. All right. Fair enough.
1: Um, we'll do the down payment the same. We're going to, uh, what did you put 30%? I'd like to, uh, do 20%. Okay, okay. Cause that's, this is what my deals have pretty much looked like. Three of them. Okay. Uh, closing, uh, cost to repair zero. Cause I'm me. I mean, I've probably spent $200 maybe, but that's nothing for that. Closing costs. Uh, that looks good. Okay. So 64, it might've been a little more. Why would I be a little more? Let's put 5,000 for closing costs. That's gotta be it. Okay, so uh, interest rate is, is What's your there mortgage somewhere? Payment? Um, they're like thirteen fifty now. Okay, because I've got an interest rate of like three percent. Because of, yay, twenty twenty. Yay, twenty twenty. Okay. Um,
0: does that include taxes and insurance escrow? That's no.
1: that's that's PITI. Yeah.
0: Okay, so that's zero here in
1: this column. Okay. Okay. Um, property I self-manage. That's zero. Utilities. Other, no utilities. All in tenant's name.
0: Va- or just reserve. So vacancy and
1: capex. I do fifteen percent. So, oh, wow. um, and and on the soft end, my rents are three thousand. So I, I they're more than that now, but there, there were fifteen hundred aside before.
0: So is that now like they're 4, above 50. that. So that's like four fifty a month.
1: Yeah. So at, at the first year though, they were probably fourteen hundred rents. So let's put that at twenty eight hundred for for rents because so it's, it's a duplex.
0: Okay. And you want 15%
1: of that? 15% of that. That's what I set aside. Yeah. You're so good at, (laughs) I'm not an Excel guy. So this is why I think this is a beautiful thing for me to people to show people how the biggest mistake landlords made had them quit real estate.
0: So again, what you're telling me just to check the logic here is that was a 19% yield day one.
1: So I'm trying, I'm trying to think I had to be missing something. Um, Try twenty five percent down. I think that might be where I messed up.
0: So it goes to. And that looks more
1: realistic, and then yeah, there's there's something missing, but that looks that looks more like what it should be. It was twenty five percent. I did a house act, and then two twenty fives, and then a twenty for a house act. So I was throwing my own math off with what was in my head.
0: Okay, so again, we we basically have the same house three different ways. Yep. Or three versions of it. Everything is the same. That's the key. Okay, here. so.
1: So here's where the, this thought came to me. And it was actually a viewer, uh, and I wish I had the memory to, to remember their name, who pointed this out. Let's say you now have property management at 10%. So pick that second one down, add 10% for property management. Yep. Your yield drops like 4%, almost. Yeah. Pretty much yeah, right,
0: it, which is really more like 30 percent,
1: right? Right, uh, of thir- yeah, 30 percent of what you were getting, right? Yeah. Absolutely, four for percentage points, correct? On oh, your no, yield, right. which yeah. is 30 percent of what you were making,
0: correct?
1: So, consistently, almost every person who used to own real estate and now doesn't, which was my fear, I was like, how can real estate give me so much freedom? And there are people who chose. To sell them, go back to work and invest in stocks for another 20 years mm-hmm. to be anywhere even close to what real estate was producing for me. Right. They didn't raise the rents. Consistently, oh, this is this is Graham
0: Stephan in a nutshell.
1: He did. He 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 even said it in a comment on your channel. He said, Look, I, I sold some properties because I can get a better yield in a saving account than I was getting on these rentals. But to be honest, I hadn't raised the rent in ten years. Well, how, who right now in twenty twenty three wouldn't love to be paying twenty thirteen rents?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Right, the owner would be losing money, yeah. and I'm not saying jack the rents up a bunch. Like, um, so here, here's how the binder strategy works for me. When I first acquire a property, I wait two months to make sure I want to keep the tenants, and I use the binder strategy, and I get somewhere between a twenty to forty percent rent increase that the tenant asks for. Right. right, so I don't, I don't want to use that. Uh, because in twenty twenty two rents had gone up so much the previous two years. I used the binder strategy on existing tenants that I'd had for years because I normally do the rent increase we're going to talk about. But that year, I got a my lowest was twenty percent. My highest was twenty eight percent rent increase that the tenants asked for
0: at tenant request
1: at tenant request. tenants are happy. very little tenant turnover, massive rent increase. So let's look at we'll take the property management out. That was to kind of make a point of where this thought came from. Normally what I do is every other year, once a tenant is in place and historically normal rents in my area, if I did a 5% increase to the rents, this is what would happen to my yield. It goes up to to a 17, over a 17% yield from a 15%. By doing a 5% rent increase. Now, yes, property management could could mess it up. Property taxes will go up a little. Um, Depending on your state, they might go up a lot. Uh, Insurance can go up. I've had probably five or six years in a row where insurance did exactly the same, and then it goes up 50%. So it sounds like it's a massive jump, but they just do one big jump instead of a jump every year. Right. So my lowest rent increase from using the binder strategy in 2020 was 20%.
0: I'm just curious what happens if that happens. This
1: is what happened here. And this is why I was able to retire with a significantly larger amount of cash flow. Right. I don't own a property after year two that isn't getting better than a 20% return. I don't, I, wow. and I never counted on it. I was always looking for that 10 plus, and I've had some hit 17. Uh, most are between 10 to 15%. So there are some where the mortgage is a little higher. I think the mortgage on one is like 1420 or something for the same thing, around a $300,000 purchase. Mm-hmm. And then appreciation is crazy because they're all worth like four fifty five hundred now. Mm-hmm. But rents have gone up significantly too. Yeah, it's almost so just, like
0: you used inflation to get rich, but that's just- It crazy. is,
1: we should have a t-shirt.
0: You should, it should exist,
1: yes. right. So by talking to the tenants, pointing out what happened with rents, my yield went up to, to, you know, uh, the yield of what I was getting is over like 25% increase. But that's,
0: uh, uh, this is a 50% jump in yield, right? So it goes from 15 to 23, which again, uh, numerically is seven, but that is a 50%. Your money is working 50% harder, which is exactly the point. That's what every investment decision for me is. How hard is my money working? And you've just shown me by using your binder strategy, which is awesome with tenant requests, it goes it goes up significantly. And it can go up every year, every other year, depending on when you want to do it.
1: If, if I went into the tenants and I said, hey, look, I'm going to do a 10 or a 15% rent increase, I would have high tenant turnover and I would be the yeah. enemy. Yeah. But since I went in and said, look, here's what happened with rents. Here's examples that you can verify. Mm-hmm. And the tenants asked for that 20 to 28. They didn't ask for the 35 to 50, 40% that we could show happened in that year, right? So I could have had, I could make more money if I had tenant turnover, but then I'd be the bad person kicking someone out of their house. I don't want to do that. No, yeah, it, I'm lazy yeah. also. So I like yeah. to keep tenants in place. But I expected 2022 to make about 168,000 in profit and it hit 203, like I'm doing my taxes now. That was the profit after setting aside for uh, future repairs and everything like a $40,000 increase of what I was expecting because this this viewer who was watching my channel pointed out 10% in property management is is a lot of your your profit it's not yes. 10% right it's 30 to 50% so what's a 5 to 20% rent increase there you go the number That's one powerful. mistake owners made was not raising the rent so If you are going to raise the rent, small incremental amounts can have a huge impact. Graham Stephan would still own those properties that he sold because he wasn't getting a good return. And if you want a bigger um, increase without feeling like a bad person, use the binder strategy because the tenants on board, part of the conversation, they're actually happy after the conversation ends. And I have a video coming out where two of my friends use the binder strategy and both of them lowered the rent from what the tenant suggested. Nice. Exactly. That's how they feel. That's how the tenant feels.
0: Exactly. So everybody wins.
1: Everybody wins. I love it. Yeah. So folks,
0: uh Deanne, where can people find you cuz you put out amazing stuff uh and you always call yourself lazy. I call you efficient, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> uh when we get a chance to hang out somewhere, you will see how lazy I am. Like like you you said can can we make some videos together for, you know, I'm taking a trip and I was like, "Okay, great. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to be on trips too." But uh Anytime after 10 (laughs) a.m. Because of lazy. And here we are.
0: Yeah. What's your channel, buddy?
1: Dion Talk Financial Freedom. And you can find me in the How to Get Started One Rental at a Time course. There you go.
0: Thank you so much.